you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. Really excited today to speak with Robin Bacon. He is the head football coach for Spring Valley High School, and we have a different spin on things. So I really wanted to get the insight from a head football coach on how does he motivate and inspire his team? Because I know that all of us as leaders can really bend his ear, get some knowledge there so that we can be motivating our employees and really our team. So welcome, Robin Bacon. Thank you, Jade. I'm excited to be on your podcast. <laughs> awesome. I, I really appreciate it. I know that your schedule is hectic and I just, I appreciate you spending some time uh, with myself and our listeners today. And so let's just get into it. So tell me, you know, you're, you're a head football coach. What does that really entail? What does that mean? Well, you know, you're a CEO, I mean, and you are a person of many different, you know, uh, job titles, you know, you're a guidance counselor, you got to know a little bit about, you know, your kids, like somebody, you're very much like an HR person, you're going to have to delegate a lot of stuff to people, got to have a lot of empathy, you got to know your your, your clientele um, with your kids and kids bring a lot to the table. It's not like any other difference than being in a workplace. I mean, there's different people that are there, different ethnicities, different cultures, different things. And, and what you got to do is you got to make it work and you got to find the things that, you know, make those, for, for example, for me, you know, what unites kids, you know, what makes them tick, you know, what are the things that they, a common goal or anything. So that, that's kind of the things that we look for. Wow. I think that's a different perspective of what folks would typically think about like a head football coach, right? Like you're thinking through, yes, you have to look at plays and you have to think, you know, a bit more strategically, but it's really the people component. It's the people aspect. And I didn't realize how much really of being that HR or being even that culture captain was a part of of coaching. Yeah. And I, and I think the biggest thing, and I always use this analogy, and it, and it can be used in the workplace just as well. It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. You can be the smartest guy in the world as a coach. You can know all the answers. You can know how to do things or whatever. But if you're not a great communicator, if you don't have a, a great deal of integrity, if you have self-awareness of, of things that, you know, weaknesses you may have and strengths, but you've got to be able to communicate. I think the first thing, I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make, and you probably see it in your business, is that you have a person that's extremely smart. They know how their business works and everything else, but they, they're not great communicators. And if I don't have my audience, and for me, it's football players, if I don't know what makes, if I don't build a relationship with them, it's going to be hard for them to trust me. You know, there's a lot of kids who are different, just mm -hmm. like in a workplace, That's right. um, deal with different emotions. You know, it, it's one of those things that you've got to find a common ground for them, but you can't lead people unless you have a relationship. They've got to believe in you. They got to believe the direction of where you're going. Um, you have to have a vision you know, we have a mission statement, you know, we have a little acronym, we call it prove it that we use with our kids, really? yeah. you know, which means like pride, you know, resilient ownership, we want to have ownership in the, you know, it, it may be I'm the CEO, but they've got to have ownership for us to be able to go in it. 
you got to be vigilant because there's going to be times where things are there. We want to be elite. You know, I always tell my kids, mm -hmm. um, it's one thing to be excellent, but elite is, is the top. And so that's what we want to look for. The it part is the integrity and the toughness. And, that, and that's mental toughness. And, and I think people in the workplace have to be mentally tough. You're going to get yelled at. You're going to have bad days. Mm -hmm. um, you got to be resilient. So I think the biggest thing is you've got to build that relationship with the people you work with. If you cannot, and, and not just the coaches, I have to do that with my, or excuse me, with the players. Mm -hmm. You're also going to have to do that with your coaches. Oh, wow. Actually, I mean, there's so many good pieces that you're sharing right now. It's talking about, you know, meeting every individual right where they are, getting to know them, building that relationship and trust. But you also focused on communication. I do want to, I want to circle back to that, but you said to the coaches. So basically it's kind of like, you have how many coaches, which are really like, I would say, frontline managers. Right. Okay. So how many how many coaches really, quote unquote, report to you? I have about 25 coaches that report to me. Um, wow. And then I have what, what are two coordinators, which are kind of like, I guess, your COOs and, and you know, CFOs. They're, they're kind of the main ones that have to go down. So there has to be a line of communication and it has to be understood. You can have a board and draw these lines and say this person's responsible for that. But if they don't know that, that that's that part of the communication. If they don't know what their roles are and you don't explain it to them and then they can't go back and what I tell these two and I want them, you know, I expect them to go to the offensive side or the defensive side. Mm -hmm. You have to have that line of communication. That's so important. To be a great leader, you have to be a communicator. It doesn't mean you have to be a rah-rah person or somewhere else. Uh, although that helps, right. I mean, you, you you want someone that's going to be positive, that's going to try to bring out the most. But that's extremely important. You got to have that chain of command. They've got to understand what their roles are, and they got to. You know, I always tell people it's not so much about the role; it's about the goal. You know, your mm -hmm. role is important, but the, what's the goal of the company? What's our mission statement? What what are what are we trying to do? And they have to understand what that is. And and the only way they're going to understand that is you have to have that communication with them, and then vice versa. I mean, for for our kids, they have to know for their position coach. This is what this person wants. And he's got to be able to communicate that to him. And if, if there is confusion that's in there, we use a term in football, it's called paralysis from overanalysis. When you give them too much information and they can't process it, they can't do it. And so mm -hmm. I think that's why you got to be clear. Uh, it doesn't have to be a lot of clutter. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people come out with these great playbooks and great right. stuff and everything, and they look good, um, mm -hmm. but it's, the kids don't understand it. And so that's why it's so important with the communication part. Wow. You really are meeting everyone right where they are, which you're being concise. You're speaking, you know, the kids' language, and you know, in our cases, yeah, employee. You're meeting the employee where you are. But you, there are so many transferable points that every leader, you can stop it right here from a podcast perspective, replay this because Mr. Bacon has highlighted such a phenomenal point, not just about communication, but laying out the expectations, and it doesn't have to be confusing. It's being clear. Everyone needs to know the role that they play. I'm really just repeating what you're saying because these are, you know, the golden rules of being a leader, but we take this for granted in a business setting. And, you know, maybe other coaches do as well where, yeah, they are complicated and they don't even understand what, what their kids need, what the employees need. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you know what your team needs from you? You know, I think the biggest thing is you got to have constant meetings with them and it doesn't have to be every day. I, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, you've got to meet with them, explain, you know, kids always want to know why, 
And, and I think employees are like that. When you tell them we want to do this, you know, why, why, why do I have to do this? And that's where the communication comes in. And, and from a CEO or, or president of a company, if I'm an employee, I want to know why are we doing this? If we're changing something, why are we doing this? And it's okay for the employees to ask those questions. And, and that's why I tell my kids is I want feedback from you. I want them to understand it. And if I don't get feedback from them, I don't know what they know. It's easy. Like I said, I can put this beautiful, you know, CEO booklet, and this is our mission statement. And I've got all these pretty colors and everything else that's there. But if the kids don't understand that, or the employees in this mm-hmm. case don't understand it, they're not going to be able to work. And, and, and people want to know why, you know, I want to know why are we doing this? And I think that's the important thing that you have to have. So you have to have these meetings with these people to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Wow. This is, I, I swear I didn't set this up to every listener. To, I feel like I did not give you a script, but you are speaking the HR dream right now. If every leader could understand the fact that how often you have to communicate, you have to set up those one-to-ones and, and meetings, ask for feedback. I mean, this is, I mean, that is the playbook of how you're going to gain the buy-in of your employee, how you're going to even assess what it is, what the gaps are, maybe what are they lacking that they don't even know, they don't even see. But it's your job as that coach, right? To see what do they need help with? Do you right. agree with that? Absolutely. And and they've got to be vested into it. The, the one thing you want to do as a great communicator, you know, you've got to have a vision and, and they've got to understand what your vision is. And if it's your mission statement, whatever it is that you're going to buy on, they've got to do it. And then they'll invest in the company if they feel like, you know, hey, I'm a part of this. And that's why that communication is so mm. important to your employees. And the bigger the company, it's hard to do that because you're going to stick it out to these managers and expect them to do that. And you're assuming that, you know, the manager on one side of the building is saying the same thing as the manager on the other side of the building, but they have to be vested. I mean, that's the thing that we want to do. A team is just like a corporation or a company. You know, if, if you've got everybody going the right way, uh, that company's going to be successful. If you got one group that's really motivated and goes, but you have another group that's motivated, but doesn't know what to do because they don't know what they're job role is or what their expectations are. They don't feel like the manager's vested in them. That's going to slow things down. And that's why that communication part is so important. I mean, you've got to be able to have those relationships. You know, I'm self-aware. I, I realize I'm not the smartest guy in the world. And one of the things my dad, who was a West Point grad, told me is you never want to be the smartest guy in the room. You know, when I go out there, you want to have other people that are willing to give you different answers and things. And they're, you know, coaches are very, by their nature, very you know, this is the way it's always been done. It's going to be like this. And this is the way you're going to do it. And you've got to be open to change. And I think that's something for me, I've always been willing to do is, you know, I tell them it's not necessarily, you know, I I tell assistant coaches, you make suggestions, I make decisions. So (laughs) I, you know, I I give them, you know, I I get suggestions all the time, but at the end, I've got to do what I think is best, you know, for our team, but, but I got to have those relationships where they feel comfortable to come to me. If they don't feel comfortable to come for me, that's where people turn off. That's where people probably leave corporations or businesses because they don't feel like, you know, I'm being heard or I'm being, you know, listened to or or I'm not really vested into the company. So that's what you deal with. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that uh, the approachability factor is huge and maintaining because you have different you have, you know, your your team members that are coming to you. But you also have, again, 25 coaches and you mentioned that it is important of, of them bringing the suggestions to you as well. But like, how do you, how do you cascade that vision to 25? Cause you even said large team, it's a little bit harder from a, you know, employee standpoint, a department, but I mean, I'm wondering that myself, 25 different 
coaches, how do you really cascade your vision to each of those individuals? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing is I, you know, I give them a packet of stuff that's there and I, and I say, hey, this is what, you know, our goal is there. This is our vision. This is where we want to get to. And, you know, we're not going to get to it overnight. It's going to take time. This is our plan. You've got to be very organized and have a plan. I mean, I think that's the most important thing. I can get up there and give the greatest Vince Lombardi speech. <laughs> I don't know if your listeners in some of the other countries know who that is. But he's a famous, you know, football coach. I can do all that, but if I don't have a plan, if there's not a plan there and it's a plan that those coaches can look at and say, Hey, I get it. I understand what it is. I understand what, and again, I have to communicate that to them in the first meeting and say, this is what our goal is. And Mm -hmm. we're going to continue to work on that goal. And the goal may have to, you know, we may have to shift the goal to the right or shift it to the left because of the, you know, a COVID incident comes up, you know, employees are now going to have to work at home versus being in there. Um, We call it monitoring and adjusting. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people have a hard time doing, huh. adjusting the things that are thrown out in front of them. So it, it's important for me to make sure that when I talk to these coaches, because everything that I say and the things we want to do, and we have three teams. So I have a, a, an older team, which is our varsity team. I have a JV team, which is our middle age group. And then I have a ninth grade group. So I have to make sure it's so important for me to be clearly communicating to that ninth grade team because they have to understand what our vision and our goals are, because eventually those kids are going to move up to us. And I don't have to reteach them the very things that I expect these lower level managers to do when they come up. I'm expecting that, you know, this is I made it very clear to you. This is what we want to do. These are expectations. These are rules, you know, whatever the term you want to use that I want you know, to, you to have before you go there. And I, and I think that's that's why the communication part. But you got to have a relationship. I mean, if right. you can't. I can't, t- you know, there's times when you can text people. There's times when you can send an email. There's other times where you've got to be in front of them face to face. And I know in COVID that's tough to do. We have Zoom meetings and everything else, but you have to be able to communicate that because when things come up, you know, that monitor and adjust that I talk about, you know, we as teachers have to do that all the time. But I think everybody in the business force has to do that as well. Well, I want to kind of toot your horn a little bit because there's something that I think you haven't touched on. That's a big component of also being a leader. And and it's maybe because I, I know you just a little bit more, but I know and I, you can feel you genuinely care about everyone that's on your team, from the coaches to the students, your team members, you genuinely care. And I don't want that to be left to the wayside because as a leader, you have to care about your employees. Now, I'm sure that you have students that maybe frustrate you, annoy you, like, <laughs> don't confirm or all the time, all the time. <laughs> so I'm sure, but you work so hard. I mean, whether it's, it's helping them find, you know, a job, you know, whether it be part-time or student work and whether it be, you know, going to college, what drives you, what motivates you? Because you just care so much. Well, you know, I think a good leader, focuses on developing others. And, and you've got to have empathy. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is we, we all come from different backgrounds. We, we all don't have good days. You've got to see what the potential is in somebody. And then, and I think that gets back to that communication is you want to be able to tell that person, if I hire somebody into my company and I see that a lot of potential in this person, but I don't develop that potential. I, I don't have empathy for that person and say, hey, it gets back in again, like I said, about the exos and Jimmy's and Joe's. I may have the great plan, but if I don't have that relationship with you, I've got to have that relationship for you to grow. You know, I think one of the things that coaches are, you know, coaches are not experts, you know, and if you look at the greatest athletes that are out there, 
whether it be Michael Jordan or, or, you know, Simone Biles or all these other, they all had coaches. They're the best at what they are, but they have coaches. Yes. I think what coaches do is they, they're just like HR people. They're just like somewhere else. You're directing people. You're trying to get a person from one place to another. Mm-hmm. You see the things, you may see some of their weaknesses. You see their strengths. You want to play to their strengths. You want to help them with their weaknesses. So that's one of the things that, you know, I have a, a great deal of empathy for all of my kids because I want to see them all succeed. You know, some it's very mm. easy because they're self-motivated. They get the vision. They've got a goal. One of the things I make my players do, and I know the ones that do it, and they say sometimes I'm silly, but I tell them to write five things down that they want to accomplish by the time they get out of high school. And I want them to tape that onto their mirror. So when they're brushing their teeth or they're shaving or washing their face, I want them every day to see those five goals. And I think that's the important thing is, and they don't have to, I, I think sometimes Jada, People mm-hmm. have these big goals, you know, and, and they have these goals that, you know, some they can reach, some they're probably out of their reach or whatever. But if you have small goals that, you know, every day that, you know, I want to do this, there was a great video I saw about a Navy admiral who said, if you make your bed every day, mm-hmm. if that's the first thing you do, you've accomplished something at the beginning of the day, and then it's easier after that. And I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, you know, you want these kids to succeed and you want to help them. You don't mm-hmm. want to be, you know, a catch drop. They've, they've got to fail. I think that's one of the things and all businesses and people are going to fail. And, that, and, and I think you, I honestly believe you, you learn more when you fail because it gives mm-hmm. you one or two things are going to happen. You're going to learn from it and probably make sure it doesn't happen again, or it's going to teach you that it's okay to fail. I just keep working harder to reach my goals. So I think that's, you know, I, I want our kids to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just like a person in HR that hires somebody and says, I see the potential in this person. That's right. Uh, there's some things I've got, uh, rough edges I got to work on. And that's why y'all, you know, and you're, especially you, Jay, you're such, such a great person dealing with people and <laughs> kind of direct. And again, that directing, you're not really telling the person what do you're directing or moving them in the right direction. And Robin Bacon, you are impressive. I, uh, <laughs> And not only do I feel like I want to run down the field right now, but I also feel like I'm a better leader um, just in listening to you. So there are so many points and I feel like we can always talk for for hours, but I just, I know that this is probably going to be one of our most popular leadership podcasts because you have given so much from an inspirational standpoint, but you've actually given practical tools and applications that any leader absolutely needs to listen to, needs to take notes, because this is really creating the framework of building an amazing culture, helping with retention, employee retention, and just valuing people right where they are. And so thank you so much for sharing your insight. I honestly, I never, I I never knew that I was going to learn so much from a head football coach. And (laughs) you have have enlightened me in in a way that I work with so many leaders around the US and I'm really inspired by you. So please, you know, keep keep enhancing and giving your gift because you are you are truly gifted. Well, and I appreciate that, Jade, and I appreciate all that you do. And I think it's so important for you to have these podcasts, to have different opinions and for people to learn. I, you know, I can tell you, I've, I've borrowed from people. And I mean, that's, that's the one thing about life is you find the good things that people say, and then you want to imitate them. And and obviously I've learned a lot. I I was always, I think that was one of the biggest things my dad said is, you know, you got to be a great listener, you know, and and that's hard for a lot of people at the top to listen to people, but that Mm -hmm. gets back into that empathy and really understanding. But, but I really appreciate being on here. Oh, absolutely. And so for any of our listeners that 
really want to, you know, bend Robin's ear. I'm sure he could cut you a, a discounted rate, his hourly rate, but, uh, but you can definitely reach out to him via LinkedIn. I think that that would be the, the best course of action if you just want to learn a little bit more about his leadership style, about maybe some questions or maybe you need advice. So I would encourage you to message him on LinkedIn. And that is Robin Bacon. And yes, that is his real last name. And it is super cool. So <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. I actually I, I want to get this commitment. So maybe in a, a few months, we'll also have you back for the second segment just in regards to leadership. Are you, are you committed to that? I'm committed to that. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. And to our listeners, please feel free. If you have any HR questions and uh, you need to fill out our risk assessment, please visit our website. That's willishr.com. And this is what I'm going to leave you with. Do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing for someone else. Thanks for tuning in.